Hello and welcome to the Zine School podcast. Um, I'd like to start by acknowledging the traditional owners of the land on which this recording is taking place, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nation. Pay my respects to elders past and present. I'd like to acknowledge that sovereignty was never ceded. So this is the Zine School podcast. My name is Luke and today I'm just going to be doing a reading of a little article which I wrote for the publication Unusual Work. So I was approached by the famous poet Pai O and asked if I could write a 1,000-word history of the Zine Shop Sticky Institute. So I wrote it. It came out in issue number 36 of Unusual Work. It's got lots of nice glossy pictures if you get hold of the publication. But today I'm just going to do a reading of those 1,000 words. 18,987 Histories of Sticky Institute. Today is the 1st of April, 2023. Today is the Melbourne Zine Shop Sticky Institute's 22nd birthday. 22 years. 22 years. And I am still very happily standing behind the Sticky Institute desk after all this time. The last person standing who was there on opening night. Sometimes these days a customer will come into the shop and look at me, look at me in a strange way. They might have lived in Melbourne in 2001 or 2002 and they used to come into the shop all the time in those glorious early days. And then maybe they moved to Singapore or Cape Town or Amsterdam and not thought of Sticky for a good 20 years. But now they find themselves back in Melbourne and they end up at Sticky. And there I am still standing behind the desk, 22 years older, 22 years bolder, and just as excited by zines as I was when Sticky opened on the 1st of April, 2001. On opening night, we had 12 publications on our shelves. Most of them were not really zines either, but art magazines produced by Westspace. My Sticky Institute journey began six months before that, when I was still a student at the Victorian College of the Arts. We had a lunchtime lecture from the collaborative art making group, DEM, which was great. And it turned out that I knew someone who was part of the group, Simone Ewanson. I knew Simone from nearly a decade before when we had both worked on a production of The Tempest on the banks of the Merry Creek in Brunswick. So Simone came back to my studio at the VCA after the damp talk for a chat. And she casually mentioned that she had a very beginnings of an idea for a small shop that would sell small artworks. Simone knew that I'd been making zines and asked if I was interested in coming on board. Be at the shop for one afternoon a week and stock zines at the as yet unnamed shop. I thought about it. Up until that very moment, I'd never considered that I might spend my life running a zine shop. At that point, I haven't even considered that I might want to spend one afternoon a week running a zine shop. Kind of rolled the idea over in my brain for a few seconds and decided that yes, I was in fact keen. I signed up thinking that I'd one afternoon a week to give to the project and away we went. The real genius of Sticky Institute is that it opened inside the office space of an already existing organization, Platform Artists Group. A zine shop inside the office space of an arts organization, underground beneath the biggest train station in town, right in the middle of the city. Because Platform operated a public art program under Flinders Street Station in a corridor, it meant that nobody ever had to sit the exhibition. There was nobody present to ask questions to and figure out what was going on here. Platform's office space was at Shop 10 Campbell Arcade, 
and it was used as a space to meet with artists to discuss future exhibitions and was just a small blank room with a phone, a fax machine and a filing cabinet to store photos of exhibitions in. The idea was that we could run our shop space inside their office space, act as a contact for anyone with questions about the current exhibition and Sticky could survive rent and bill free. Sticky Institute was born. I was 24 years old. I was curious to see if the space could exist with zines as the focus. My zine journey had started in the early 1990s, picking up zines in Melbourne at a go-go, missing link, polyester books and polyester records, and on the merch stall at various all-ages gigs across the outer Melbourne suburbs. When zines exploded in the mid-90s, these shops had spinning racks full of zines, shelves full of zines, zine sections. As the 90s drew to a close, the spinning racks at a go-go were removed and the zines placed in boxes, and then the boxes were put under the counter. So to get to the zines, you had to crawl on the floor. Maybe this is the way it was meant to be. We're talking about underground artwork here, so why not crawl along the floor to experience it? This is where Sticky Institute entered. The zines, as focus, worked. I handwrote letters to as many people in the world who I knew made zines and might be interested in stocking them in our weird little shop. And soon, we'd stocked 100 zines, 1,000 zines, 10,000 zines. As of this week, we have stocked 18,987 different zine titles. People started coming into the shop and offering to help. Other people wanted to help. People like Eloise Peace arrived who brought the skills to develop the project, to move us forward. People like Thomas Blatchford arrived who loved the space as much as I did. Years started to pass. Many similar projects have a shelf life of about two years and that is a beautiful thing. But for many reasons, we continued. One true tried story of an artist-run space is that you meet some people at art school, punk show or at the pub. You hang out, you have something in common and together you sit around and you talk and you dream up the idea of running a project together, running a space together. So you open a space and you show your work and you show your friend's work and then a year has passed and you apply for some funding and you get it but you can't just show the same thing again. So you branch out and you find new people who are making things and doing stuff and you share what they are doing. And then two years has passed and you wonder what you might do the next year and you wonder if this is your life now. And then you meet a boy from Berlin and you have to go there and be with him. So you try and find someone else who will love the space as much as you do. But the only people who are interested are really, really, really into making screen printed t-shirts. So the space closes and you had two glorious years and you changed the world. And then suddenly it's the 1st of April, 2023, and you've been doing this for 22 years. And every two years, the space is nearly closed through one catastrophe or another, but you fight and you fight and you show up for every shift and you win some and you lose some. And Nick Beck Vinci shows up and Sam Regal shows up and Helen Graham shows up and Mia Nice shows up and Liz Egan shows up and Alice Cam shows up. And then suddenly the new volunteers are 30 years younger than you, but you all love zines and everyone tries to make it work. And you start zine fairs and zine festivals and you travel all over the country spreading the zine love. And you move from the small space under the train station to a bigger space with windows and you run workshops and you make zines and you make more zines and you make more zines again. And you run a zine radio show and you write an article for unusual work about how much you love zines and how much you love Sticky Institute. And sometimes things are difficult and there's bad blood and people leave and everything seems so much more complicated than you thought it would be. And new people arrive and sometimes things are easy and everything flows. And you think about how if you could go back 
to that moment in the studio when Simone Ewanson asked if you would be interested in helping to set up a weird little shop that would sell zines and you rolled that idea around in your head for a few seconds. You think about how you could live, if you could live that moment again, you wouldn't need to roll that idea in your head for a few seconds at all because the answer straight away would be a massive yes. Thanks for listening.